Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Seriously, good luck, you guys. Get all up in you tonight. I'm so worried about all of you. You're so good. I just got one so little girl. Will you accept this rose? I noticed the eyes open kissing last night. I saw it. And it bummed me out. I hadn't seen it before. It's not wide open, but it's open. And I Will you accept this rose? My name is Arda Marine coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. I saw him kissing with his eyes open last night, and I can't unsee it. I can't believe it took me so long. It freaked me out. Speaking of freaking me out, our first guest is, freaks me out with her talent. I just, that's the kind of segue you can expect here on Will You Accept This Rose. You know her. You've seen her on Orange is the New Black. You know her as... Uh, one of the co-hosts of Freedom. You know her from Crashing and the Big Bang Theory. But more importantly, she is the wrong Missy from the wrong Missy. And most importantly, she was in the Between Two Ferns movie. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Lauren Lopkins. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I just have to say he there was one moment where he didn't have his eyes open but his mouth was over the woman's nose i was like open your eyes you need him open for the kiss oh it was maybe maybe he started to get self-conscious yeah and then he was like Arsh. i um now we haven't had you i'll wait till i introduce everybody and we can discuss overall before we get going how because yeah. i have some questions we have a little bit of a, a bachelor somebody who's seen every season of the bachelor ever and i and i have a question for this person after we've introduced everybody coming up next Excuse me, excuse me, uh, the director of the Between Two Ferns movie, also the co-host of Freedom, they, which they do with Paul F. Tompkins. He is the host of Comedy Bang Bang, and he is the executive producer of Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun on Netflix, which you all should watch. We love having him on, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Scott Ackerman. Hello Woo! to you, Arden, and all the ships at sea. Hey, girl, have you ever kissed anyone with your eyes open, Scott Ackerman? I don't even have my eyes open during The Bachelor, so <laughs> I, yeah. I find the kissing to be gross, so I close my eyes. Yes, it is. Um, I I think he might not drink. I have a, I'm looking at his cock. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm yeah. wondering if that is a very sober, eye-open kiss. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, but that would explain, honestly, why he always says really great, thoughtful things. He's the most <laughs> – I would say he's the the most grounded bachelor who actually, like, has honest, grounded conversations it's, and a- actually asks questions, which is yeah. – it's a first. Seems uh, like a front, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I – which I want to get into that. Also with us, she is new to the podcast. And more importantly, you guys, she's new to the Bachelor franchise. I believe she watched Clarentasia season. We are we've been trying to get her to watch this thing for years. And uh, I would get texts from her last year because there was a moment in time she was living in a building with Dylan and Hannah, the, the the Bachelor in Paradise, the tiny Bachelor in Paradise couple. They like lived in her building, which we need to ask her about, but she wasn't watching the franchise, so she didn't even know what that meant. She is one half 
of Garfunkel and Oates. You know her from The Big Bang Theory. She's also a brilliant visual artist. Uh, you, I'm sure you can buy her artwork places, but if you go on her Instagram, you can see she's a she's just this most magical, talented human. And we're she's brand new. She's a new rookie. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Kate Micucci. Hey, Arden, I, I, I was saying I'm a little bit nervous to be here because I really don't know if I'm going to, you know, know all of the things about the show, but that's okay. I even have a little cheat sheet of names in front of me. We love you as you, we love you as you are. Now, I have a question for you about Dylan and Hannah. How did you know, like, how were you aware since you didn't watch the show? How did you know that they were on Bachelor in Paradise? Well, my husband's really into The Bachelor for forever. And so when we just even started dating, he was like, oh, I watched The Bachelor. And I was like, oh, I've never really, I never really watched it. I know people love it. Yes. And then when Hannah and Dylan moved into our building, he was like, oh my gosh, like you're yes. not going to believe it. And then I started getting excited to see it because also my husband never really gets excited to see like, you know, he doesn't really know movie stars or, you know, like if right. you see someone like at the su- supermarket. But Hannah and Dylan were like a very big deal. So then I started to get excited when I saw them. And I got to say, they seem so in love. I mean, are they? Now, you're not a tall gal. I'm not a tall gal. I picture them as shorter than all of us and just like the hottest, tiniest. Combined. Yeah, combined. Like this tiny. (laughs) Yeah, like so together we're all like 20 feet and then they're like two. Yeah. How? how, They stop like they're on top of each other with like a coat. Yeah, they're like. I mean, are they still together? Do we know if they're still together? Think they're getting married, aren't they? Oh my god, that's what? exciting! That's exciting. Are you and your husband still together? <laughs> I, mean, I would say any guy that leads with "I watch The Bachelor a lot," like put a ring on it, that is a keeper right there. Well, yeah. Watching Hannah and Dylan, it made me realize, like, wait, I wanted to know more about the show because they yes. did seem so sweet, and they were always dressed really well. Yes. And I would be in my pajamas walking the dog and I'd see them like going out to who knows where, but somewhere looked fantastical. And and then I'd later go on their Instagram and see, oh, they were at a brunch, you know. Um, <laughs> yes. If you had only dressed better, they would have invited you. Yes. <laughs> we need to get you in a cold shoulder romper and then you would have been. No, Scott, who I have a question. Is, wait, who do you think is styling these people? Like, like Because I feel like those girls dress a certain way post the show where it seems like there's some, some brand or revolve. like it's all revolve it's revolve clothing thank you if you do well enough on the show and if you look on revolve because i've gotten i remember there was that mom amanda and yeah. she had a lot mom of amanda the mama mama <laughs> mama amanda oh, um, no. mama amanda <laughs> I love when Pierce Brosnan sang that. Um, when when I remember when she she was really well dressed, and I looked, and I didn't. And then they had a Revolve challenge. I feel like one year, and yeah, you're right. I didn't know that Revolve had dresses that were like four hundred dollars. Like in my mind, it was going to be like sixty bucks, like yep. Urban Outfitters. No, like they had stuff up that was like. Barney's love. I mean, expensive clothes. I will be Googling right now. Revolve. It's all Revolve. It's like high-end bachelor in paradise wear. That's where Scott gets his clothes. That's where he gets all of his clothes. Well, it's coincidentally, that's what I ask my wife to do when she puts on clothes. Revolve, baby. (laughs) Revolve. (laughs) It's so not sexy. (laughs) Hey, would you revolve? (laughs) (laughs) Can can I say something about Kate's husband? He just produced the new Weezer album. Is that correct? That, that's true. He did just produce the new Weezer record. Well, that's everyone cool. go listen to that. Not to make it about him because he's not here. You're but here. 
his number one accomplishment is being a Bachelor fan, in my mind. <laughs> number two, producing the Weezer album. That's exciting. All right, I have a que- question for Scott. You yes, ma'am. had giant star, like the president, you know, Obama was on Between Two Friends. You've seen giant celebrities. Have you been more starstruck for any reality stars that you've bumped into in real life? And which you know, one? One day I went to, uh, I feel like it was, uh, I can't remember who was having the party, like a funny or die party or something on, yeah. in a restaurant yeah. on Hollywood. And I walked up a long stairway to get there. And when I got there, there was this this woman that I recognized. And, and I said, oh, hi, really warmly <laughs> to her. And I, because I thought she was a friend of mine. You know, when you go to a party, you're always like about to say hi to 20 people you don't remember all that well. Yes. And she looked at me like, who the fuck are you? Yes. And I realized it was Rachel. Is that her name from real world? I, I, I am picturing her. It's not Rachel who married the, the, the terrible uh, politician. But uh, uh, yes. uh, one of the Rachels from like Road Rules Challenge or something. And like that. And you were so excited. You were and like, I, gr- I gave her the warmest hello yeah. that, hey, that I had ever given anyone. <laughs> and hey, and I, then I realized, no, I don't know you. I've just watched you on TV several times. Um, I did that to Miss J from uh, um, Next Top Model, who oh, could wow. not have been colder to me. It uh. was like actively rude, and I thought. I I felt like More an like innocent Mrs. jerk. Yeah, I felt like I got slapped down. Like it was very off put. I mean, I actually stopped watching after that. I was like, I actually Whoa. had that happen with somebody who I later became friends with. But I like I said I said a compliment to them. They were standing outside of UCB, and I was like, Oh, I loved you on that show. And then they're like, Okay. And then- Cut it out, Katie. <laughs> Who was it? Okay, and we're back. Um, okay, before we get going, overall, how are we feeling about Matt as a bachelor? Here's I'm gonna let I'm gonna let no, this is your first bachelor, Kate. How are you feeling about Matt as a bachelor? Well, I think he is super cute and also like you were saying, how is he so eloquent every time? And he feels yeah. He feels everyone, you know, like there's a lot of crying happening and he takes it so well and he deals with it so well. I'm very impressed. Yes. Uh, Lauren, Scott, how are you feeling about Matt as a bachelor? I mean, I think he's he's handsome. He's he says really my dreams. He's a man. Here's what I think. I think he's handsome. I want to marry him. I want to <laughs> screw him. Um, <laughs> he's like he's just so he's so eloquent with what the the responses he has to these women when they say something really vulnerable. He says something back that's like vulnerable, but also supportive. And like, it's just not common, not typical, I would say, yes. um, especially on the show. But I will. But we, you know, we also have to admit he's not the most exciting bachelor we've ever had. There's it's 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 fairly boring. Yeah. So here's my question to the expert. So this is what I want to bring to Scott. Mm. And I so my I start my bachelor, my first bachelor since in the very beginning, I saw Andrew Firestone and that was it. Oh, my God. That was a great one. And then that was a good one. (laughs) And then and then I haven't I didn't see again until Ben Higgins, who Mm. now looking back uh, like who seemed a little boring. But like now looking back of the ones we've had since, are they all kind of handsome and kind of boring? Like, well, which is your favorite battle? Who was fun? You know, it, it is interesting because because I I think there's just a a, a a certain it factor that when they find it, that's why they cast so many people from previous seasons for The Bachelorette and The Bachelor because you can cast a guy like what's this guy's name Matt, Matt. <laughs> okay. Matt. you can cast a guy like him 
and he is thoughtful and uh, serious and nice and seems to be getting rid of all the right people, yes. uh, you know, for the right reasons. And yet he just is boring on camera. And yeah. it's and, and there's just a certain ineffable quality that that people have when they get on camera that, you know, someone like, you know, yourself, Arden has that, um, you know, you just can't teach people. And. So I, you know, it's, it's kind of a shame because he really is just a kind of a boring guy. And I, but I also feel like he's intentionally deadening the, and, and trying to like make sure emotions don't get too hot on anything. So he's sort of like doing what policemen do in situations where they, they try to deescalate every situation by talking really low and really boring and in a monotone. And um, it doesn't make for good TV. But here's my question. Like, Peter was boring. Colton was boring. Ari wasn't boring. Ari, But Ari was boring. He was like... Yeah. He was, no, they, they, they all are boring, but in a way that's good on TV, in a way. Where you kind of go like, oh, this guy's boring. Like Matt Peter, is just boring and bad on TV. Because, because Peter, like, he still had sex in the windmill. He did. We, and we knew it. And we knew Four it. times? Four times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was still something happening. But what about Colton? Colton was like, you know, he was like a virgin who, like, that's already interesting. And then he was running around, jumping over the wall for the whole season. Yeah. Showing us that clip forever where I was like, I'm intrigued. Like, I was not going to jump wall. over a wall. And he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's not doing anything weird. But, like, and, and that's partly because he's never been on the show and he like is coming in as like a normal person. Yeah. But I, I also think that the bear, you know, aside from doing dramatic things, which we yeah. all sort of want the, the contestants to do, he also at the bare minimum, just in having conversations is boring. But you he know, actually he, asked questions because none of the other yes. bachelors have ever asked questions. He's great. Like in person, he would be amazing. Yeah. On TV, it's just not working. So I don't know. I want to say hi to our producers, Katie and Anna. Hello, Dr. Banana. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you feeling about Matt this far in? Um, I mean, he's he's okay. You know, maybe I expected more, but also that's me, like, putting my own sort of pressure on the season to entertain me in the quarantine. But Katie, he's all right. I, I find him boring as well. Um, but I also feel like we're not seeing a lot of him because in the little tags at the end of every episode, he actually seems like legit kind of fun and funny, like with the yeah. dancing and the kicking. I'd like to see more of that, Matt. So I just yeah. wonder if it if it is just like the show's been dominated by the mean girls and maybe the editing isn't really given us insight to him. But he does seem a little boring as well. As we dive in, I also want to say I think this is the best, the most beautiful group of women that has yeah. ever been. I mean, the, the women that are getting kicked off. On this show right now? Yes, that we haven't even heard from. On this show? This podcast? Yeah. No, you guys, on this show, this is <laughs> the most beautiful group of women. Is that inappropriate? I mean. <laughs> I think it's okay I, to say. I'm I mean, offended. I can say, like, this, <laughs> I'm so angered. This is the most beautiful <laughs> podcast that has ever been on the internet. Um, you no, know, the women I, are like hotter than ever. Um, I do think think also like per- some of the better personalities i'm like i think there's a lot of stable seeming women yeah. in the group true story all right here we go we're starting out now kate you need to know historically so you're coming into this history you've seen two bum two-on-ones you saw one last time with noah the nurse and bennett and handing of a mustache sock historically <laughs> a two-on-one and they've got time to fill there's and they have woods they could do something in the woods where someone gets abandoned <laughs> they in the have woods wood. 
woods. They have woods. Historically, two people that hate one another are brought to some natural landscape that's raw and rough that you want to get helicoptered out of. You you don't want to spend the whole day there. So you you start out either by a cliff or crashing waves or the bad like something kind of you have this raw kind of there's hawk circling and then you and then he has to pick one and then the person that gets picked gets airlifted it out like and they're put into a beautiful gown and they're sitting by the Eiffel Tower so you know like you you get to go somewhere for a romantic dinner this is just meet me in the lobby bring your luggage <laughs> we'll have a pre-fight <laughs> like and so this was historic these are very boring two-on-ones you know one person's going to get kicked out I haven't thought about how I've only been watching quarantine bachelor experiences. So I don't really know. <laughs> I feel like I should go back and watch something. No, like, no, yeah. this is actually better for you because when, when it, when suddenly it, when we're out of quarantine oh it'll be like it'll escalate for you whereas this has oh. been like a de-escalation for us yes because they also part of the fun of the bachelor say you went on the bachelor part of the fun of the bachelor is even if you don't win if you make it far enough you might get flown to vietnam or like norway or you <laughs> vietnam <laughs> why are you thinking vietnam right away <laughs> you might get to go to vietnam <laughs> <laughs> and you get to be drafted <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be in a spider hole and you're gonna but usually you get flown off to like far you know it's like helicopter rides and yeah, like you're in italy and it's like oh it's so romantic and then you can't help but fall in love with whoever the boring guy is and it's just easy it's easy so here we are and we are uh it's jesenia and mj and mj who again people kept pointing out in their tweets says does she not realize that there's been cameras on her filming her kind of like, talk about no accountability um yeah. she's there and i actually in my pandemic hair i feel like if i flipped it to the side and got a tight enough barrel and i <laughs> if i grew it like one more month i might be able to get like the mj it's like Julie Roberts, late eighties, Mystic Pizza, Sharon Moonstruck, like pretty but woman. Also, like a hair metal band. Yes. Yeah. I feel like almost like nineties real world or something. Yes. Yeah. These days, people are getting that straightened. <laughs> but I, but Anna, you love it. Anna loves it. I know Debbie Ryan. Mm. They love it. They love it. Yep, Debbie Vol- loves it. You know, yeah. volume that is natural is a gift. So I say. Fucking embrace it, girl. Embrace Get it. those tight curls and so, rock them out. What if I just kept going fucking out? <laughs> okay, okay, oh Lauren, we get it. Lauren, we get Lauren. It. Lauren. So we see Jasenia and her her one-shoulder uh, jewel-tone top. And she's like, I didn't put your character into question. Your actions did. And then MJ's like, oh, she lied to your face. You know, MJ loves to preach about leading by example, but she started division. Everything she does has come from a place of malice. And then MJ starts weeping and then basically is like, I can't stand her. She's such a little bitch. And then she's like, come on, hold it together, girl. I'm going to fluff my hair. I forgot who I am for a second. I had a weak bitch moment, but I we back. Which is I didn't like when she said we back. Yeah. And I had a weak bitch moment, like screaming at herself really for crying. Long. She was like slapping her face, like, get it together, you bitch. You little bitch, you little bitch. We back. Scott Ackerman, how did you feel watching uh watching MJ screaming I had a weak bitch moment, but we back and fluffing her hair? I I this whole scene made me very uncomfortable. 
uh, you know, the things that she was saying uh, made me uncomfortable. My heart is so big and I'm trying to show that this is for you. I'm trying to be bring everyone in the house together. But I've had to overcome so many fears this week. And my biggest fear is losing you. I have never felt more vulnerable in my life. And I'm going to keep being a bad bitch. This is not going to uh. shake me at all. This is done. And then Jesenia says, you know what, Meredith? Mic drop. Meredith. <laughs> Meredith, yes. You know what, Meredith? You talk about weak bitches enough. And MJ says, and then he says to her, I can't give you a rose. Can I walk you out? I mean. Yeah, I think some of the stuff she was saying beforehand where she says, uh, you know, telling someone to stop talking. Yeah. Especially, and I hesitate to put this on it because who knows, but telling a woman of color, like, you need to do less at this point and you need to stop talking and – you need to literally check yourself. It just gave me a very uncomfortable feeling watching it that yeah. she's a person who's used to just having what she wants, you know, and, and is trying to shut down another mm. person. So, yeah, it just made me kind of queasy, to be honest. Kate, how did you feel watching this two-on-one? Well, I, I just realized I, I don't like watching people argue in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, maybe this is the wrong show for okay, you. I don't know if you're going to like the rest of the season. <laughs> Scott, you were saying you, you close your eyes when there's kissing. I just like don't want to see it. And I feel also I get really like sensitive when when two women are fighting. I just don't like when that's like, I don't know. It just makes me very uncomfortable. And I realize that that's what a lot of the show is. No, but I, I think so. Yeah, I just and I also I don't, maybe I'm crazy and maybe I somehow miss something. But I did feel bad for MJ. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that I, I like I I don't know. It just made me very like, Ugh. Uh, Miss Lauren, how did you feel watching it? Um, I I felt also uncomfortable, and I I agree that like I, I don't mind watching women fight. Um, <laughs> I, I find it Lauren Page Anna and I pleasurable. Fight in the yeah, <laughs> it turns me on. But at the same time, um, I just felt like when I what I what I imagine when I watch the show is like, why are you even doing this? Like just ignore each other like i i don't understand but then then what always happens is the ages pop up on the screen it's like 23 and you're like well that's (laughs) part of it i did enjoy when when jesenia came with the you know what meredith which none of us had heard and like once mj became like the bully of the house and to hear that it's like she's just a meredith it was basically saying like you know what karen like (laughs) i wonder what the j stands for that's a good question maybe it's miss j Yes, it's Miss J. I love your work. It was Miss J. <laughs> Anna, did you enjoy the Meredith dro- mic drop? Yeah, I did. I thought that was funny because it's such a reveal. Like MJ, you clearly see she's trying to go by this like badass nickname, and then you get Meredith, and it's like oh. <laughs> I was almost a Meredith. That was gonna. I was unnamed for three days, flip flopping between Arden and Meredith. My mom Whoa. had to get to know me. Yeah. I'm glad. I think I got the right name. Yeah. No disrespect Sorry. to Meredith Vieira. <laughs> okay. People shorten that as Mary sometimes, but never Dith. <laughs> I was gonna be hey, I'm Dith. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was Dith. I wish I was Dith. So there was no cocktail party. He keeps stopping the cocktail parties. Um, I know he does not want to have those. He doesn't want to have them. Why, Scott? Have you ever seen a bachelor call off the cocktail parties more often? Like, why do you think it's, he does it's, that? it's been happening lately more and more? And I, you know, I have to say, I don't mind it because 
they usually come into this situation having with you know with their minds made up already. So why the you know speaking of dith dithering back and forth about <laughs> you know having these inane conversations with people are gonna who are gonna try really really hard to change his mind? You know, yeah. one seems to think, oh, I can change it at the cocktail party, and it's yeah. never like that. I just need more time. Basically, we all know who we want to make out with in life. Like it's 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 not really huge surprises of like, whoa, I. I didn't think I was going to fall for the UPS guy like that. You know what I mean? Like I talked to him for three seconds. I didn't. I didn't know that I would feel that way. Seems like you have a story that you're keeping private right now. You guys look. I just. I have a really cute UPS driver, <laughs> and he just brings me presents. And during the pandemic, my presents. They're not I mean, presents. You've ordered them. No, I know, but I mean, but he delivers them like to my door. I mean, okay. that's care. That's yeah. care. No, it sounds really good. Kate, what would you wear getting out of the limo the first night? What would your outfit be? <laughs> Mine wouldn't be good. As I've mentioned before, I would wear a – I would panic and wear a brightly colored mullet dress. So I would show my legs in the front, but I'd have a gown in the back and it would probably be hot pink. Not good. What would your look be that you would go for opening night? Oh, man. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is I maybe would juggle. Oh. <laughs> so I was, was going to ask Kate, you know – if you would allow the producers to pressure you into doing something like playing the ukulele or, or juggling or something, you actively, you want to. I Sure. I, I mean, I would juggle. You know, I think you have to just do whatever you can to stand out, right? Like, Okay. So I <laughs> taught myself to juggle when I was 10 years old from a book. And I'm just that good. So did I. 10 years old. I'm not great, but I would juggle. <laughs> oh, wow. Scott, what would, your, what would you do if you got pressured well, into something? Uh, I, find, I find that obnoxious when, when people come out and try to show a talent, you know? <laughs> but I, I know what you mean, the standing out. I mean, we've, we've had Dildo Girl. Yeah. But, but it's, very like hard to, it's very hard to break out of the uh, being Dildo Girl after that, you know? Which, so which you, would, I, you wouldn't leave with a Dildo if you did Bachelorette? <laughs> I would be Dildo Boy, yes. <laughs> he comes out with a giant Dildo. Have you ever pegged? <laughs> Just a conversation starter. <laughs> uh, Lauren, would you get pressured into a, a, like a, some kind of a gimmick? I think in the past I've said that I would wear just like jeans and a t-shirt and be like, I'm normal. But then tonight what I want to do is I want to have extensions that go all the way to the ground. And then I want to jump rope with them. (laughs) Eyelash extensions. (laughs) Both. Oh my God. If she double dutched with her eyelash extensions. I have eyelash extensions, pube extensions and hair extensions. And it's like just so much hair. That's too good. I think that needs to happen. You're like, stump me at movie trivia. Go. Um, okay, so then you don't know any of them. <laughs> like, no. You got me, fuck. Tom, Tom Hanks, who? <laughs> Meryl, who? So okay, so then he cuts MJ. I will say he keeps cut. Like historically, a lot of the bachelors keep the yeah. Sexy, He's been great. Yeah, like of the two of them, you could argue that he was probably more attracted to. He seemed more yeah. physically into MJ. But he's he cutting the drama him. off at the knees, which is which is great in real life, and and I respect him. It's just not good TV. Agreed. Yeah, but I feel like his reasons. He was like MJ. I have a really great time with you, and you know that I'm attracted to you, and everything's great. Jacenia, you said you like when someone is stable. I can't keep you around MJ. I was like, you <laughs> said you like her more. Like, yeah. what are you 
talking about? I actually thought he was going to cut both just like Tasha cut both. I thought that they yeah. were both going to go. I was surprised when she walked in with a rose. Just side note, Tasha is a super spreader. She's off, and, off to the races in a different city every what? day on her Instagram. I swear to God, visiting all her oh, family over to Tasha. She and her and her guy, they're often they're in New York. They're over there. They're in every, I mean, I just At- don't. I know so many people like that, and I am I'm getting more and more Boo Radley in my house. I'm just if any sort of isolator tendencies I naturally had have been so watered and and sunshined and like I am going to be such a weirdo reemerging at the oh, same. I mean, Tasha she she got the short end of the stick for her bachelorette season where yes. she she had to stay in you know one hotel, one small hotel, not even the one they're in now, <laughs> and then she doesn't even get to like travel and do press and stuff. After you got to give her a little credit, a little I mean, slash. Sure she wants to go around and introduce her fiance to everyone. I'm just saying it's a, it's hard to watch on Instagram. I just think yeah. Kate, did you enjoy <laughs> Tasha? Did you like the the Tasha Zach? engagement i i know i didn't actually i don't know <laughs> that was the right match i'm still kind of confused i agree i i like yeah. brandon. brandon brandon was obviously the best yeah. he wanted to get out of there yeah I, that, he, yeah that's true he he me of this this kid that i went to high school with and so he reminded me of lenny and i just would call him lenny but i i was rooting for my lenny yeah. you were rooting for lenny i felt you like went to he, high school with lenny from of mice and men that's where she was. That's she the did. only one there ever has been. It's the only Lenny. There's one Lenny. He also was on Laverne and Shirley. Thank you. I, um, I'm going to retire from Hollywood. The extended Lenny verse. <laughs> so I, right. I, I just after seeing you know Dale Dale, I, I, I the whole the whole season that first my my first experience was yes. so crazy. Um, yes. So it's interesting to hear you guys talk about how this is feeling kind of boring. Um, I am so kind of. <laughs> But yeah, I, I also understand. Well, that's the thing. Reality TV has to keep escalating the stakes for everyone, you know, We're so, which is, which is why, you know, the, the, the Bachelor franchise has gotten so crazy where every episode they find the need. It used to be the first few seasons. It was like you'd watch it and the dates would happen and you'd kind of say like, oh, that person seems good. That person doesn't. No one would argue. And then he would pick someone, and the whole drama was, oh, who's he going to pick? And now that's not enough, you know? Well, now Instagram exists, and you can, like, it's either you won or you didn't, and then you went back to your hometown and back to being, like, a dental hygienist or whatever. And, like, now— <laughs> The worst now, job you can think of. <laughs> Everyone was a dental hygienist. They were all, de- they were all dental hygienists. They have yeah. like fake titles, but they also had like real jobs. Like they were actually, they actually worked a dentist's office. They actually were teachers. Like they had real jobs, and they were coming for a husband. Now I think a lot of them, it's like I can come become an influencer, build my brand. That's all can, it is. I can sell FabFitFun boxes because Kate. Here's what you need to know: the greatest show in the history of television is Bachelor in Paradise. So what you're getting to know right now is the farm teams. You're getting to know all the future cast members of the great So so I even though just, just this, wait for the Pro Bowl. This is the pro, yeah. This is it. Even though it's a little it is a little boring and I'm still loving it. I still look forward to Monday nights. Like I'm still glued to the television. Well, we've got some they they did that thing of bringing more girls in after they'd already yep. girls. And then now we have this other woman coming which we'll get to but like that's like kind of the manufactured drama we're talking about where they're just like, let's bring in something crazy to make everyone upset. I mean, to Look, be fair, they are yeah. in lockdown. They're in lockdown. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll come right back. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. 
And we're back. Okay, so the rose ceremony happens. We see Ryan is freaking out. Ryan and Michelle go outside, and they have a primal scream. And Serena sees pissed at Katie, like pissed. It's like, all right, well, she was a bit of a tattletale, but, like, you guys were all being kind of awful. Um, Yeah, that was so unfair. I was like – you're mad that she said you guys are bullies? Like, come on. Yeah, it's you're bullying her for saying you're a bully. It, se- it seemed to me like Serena figured out that if you complain about a girl to him, then mm-hmm. the girl goes home. That's actually true. And and so suddenly, like, a, a, a switch flipped in her head where she's like, oh, let me manufacture some drama about Katie, who seems right. to be... Annoying. You know, getting a lot of, of traction here. And then I'll complain to Matt about her, about how we're sick of her drama and she'll go home. Well, I was surprised. He cut sweet Maggie, who was so cute, who came from Ethiopia. It became like she's a pharmacist. Like She's like a model. Stunning. Stunning. We never The have- best of both worlds, a pharmacist and a model. A pharmacist model, like an actual pharmacist model, too good for this franchise. Never heard her really talk. Like, she's gone, except for when she made him dance for her, which I really enjoyed. That dance was not okay. (laughs) Then he cut Ryan, and then he cut the woman. Basically, they brought a woman on to accuse of being a call girl, an escort, and then they immediately cut her. Like, this. That was nasty. That was not. They didn't even give her any time. When they cut her, I looked at her and was like, she Do I recognize pissed. her? Is it? Wait, that can't be the I one that, that that got so much screen time last yes. episode, and then zero this time. And they didn't even have like an exit interview. And I bet yeah. she was pissed. Yeah. Can like I she, say that the funniest yes, thing? The funniest thing when when he sends girls home, though, and this has happened several times over several episodes, is when they they come up to him and they say. So nice to meet you. Is there yeah. goodbye? Which is like, you were going to get married to this guy in yeah, two yes. weeks. Nothing, man. So yeah. nice to meet you. I wonder yeah, why I'm being sent home. It was nice to meet you. I mean, something you say to, after a five-minute conversation with someone. It's so nice to meet you. I'm sorry I'm not bringing you home to my family in five days as my future husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't believe it didn't work out. I was surprised, though, that that I mean, Kate, were you surprised when you saw that woman who had all the rumors last week? Go home. Was was your instinct saying this seems awfully sudden? You know, this is. I got to be honest. I didn't even catch that that happened. Isn't that crazy? It was. There wasn't. I can't even remember her name. Anna, what was her? She deserved an exit interview. She. She I bet she was too pissed to give one. Yeah, it was Brittany. I think. And and. But, like, the only thing I can think of is she's like, fuck this. Like, well, we'll get some closure with her at the, the girls tell all, mm-hmm. which is good. So the, the, yeah. she'll, she'll be a big subplot on that, I'm sure. Unless she won't show up. She may not show up. Because I remember last time there were some people that didn't show up for the guys. I think the people who don't show up these days, though, are the ones who know they're going to get really reamed over right. it. So unless she actually is a call girl and they and that comes out or something like that then she'll show up and she'll she'll have everyone defending her and it'll be like redemption moment for her and then she can go to paradise um so then we have piper got a one-on-one and serena c is pissed at katie she's calculating she's annoying and outspoken it's like being outspoken isn't really a bad attribute but okay um She's like, I just wanted to express myself. I'm frustrated at the time taken. So they basically, they go into another room at the Nemecolon Resort. She's like, I am like, I am sick of here for the antics. You are not here for Matt. Um, 
she said, and then Katie goes, what? I thought you came here to apologize. And then Serena goes, this is pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. And then Katie goes, I am who I am. Um, and then Sir, and then Serena goes, you are the arsonist. You set little fires everywhere. <laughs> Available on HBO Max. And she goes, let me talk. And then uh, Serena is so pissed and she shuffles back in her hotel slippers to all the pile of attractive kind of intimidating women lying around a fire. And she goes, I came in hella. Oh, so she's talking about her loudly going, Katie came in hella hot with her sex positivity. Um, <laughs> but And then Katie walks in and is like, excuse me. And she goes, yeah, I was just telling everybody what you said. You said your main focus isn't Matt. She's like, I didn't say that. She's and so me, That was such a weird, like, bold lie. Bold lie. It was, it was such crazy. such a lie. We watched it. Lauren, tell me about your thoughts about Serena, the fight, the fire, and the hotel slippers. I thought that was um, just completely forced. And that was another moment where I thought, why would you even want to go fight with this person? Like, just stay away from her. Like, that just seems more fun to not interact with her. If you hate <laughs> this person so much, just don't talk to her. Um, but Katie, I think is so interesting because the dildo thing really doesn't match her personality. Yes. And so it's been so weird to connect those two things. Cause you're like, why did you do that? Like, I feel like she's so normal in a good way. Like she's, she's confident. She's, you know, she stands up for herself. She's like, seems to have a sense of humor whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like the dildo thing I felt was, was weird, but with the dildo Serena. thing also coming in almost like a villain dildo wielder. Like right. she, when she poked the beauty queen in the face who was talking about Puerto Rico <laughs> and how they can't get her grandparents out with the natural disasters and she poked her in the face like with a dildo, like that's not just being like, hey, I'm sex positive. It's right. like, I'm coming in hot to be a villain. I'm going to poke you with my maybe dirty dildo. And and then – Do you think maybe she started to have a connection with Matt so she was like, I'm going to stop trying to be weird? We think that she got outdone by Victoria. So I think she came in hot to be the villain. And she then she was going to be all nutty and then that She person. thought she was going to be that bad bitch in the house like boom or something. And then she got the – Maybe she didn't want to be a villain but she wanted to sort of be the center of attention and the, the interesting person. And then suddenly Victoria is that in a bad way and she started you know, pivoting. Which yes. is not a bad thing to do on reality TV. I mean, Kate, what other reality shows have you watched in your what, 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 in your various years? Like, were you ever real <laughs> Various world? years. One, well, two. Well, but I mean, like, three. I feel like there was chunks of time where I watched, like, there was moments of time where I watched Top Model or where I watched Real World. Like, was there any that you were a regular watcher of? You know, in high school, I watched Real World. You know, I think that was, like, still just, like, the the beginnings of reality TV, obviously. And so... I was like, I was just thinking about Irene in Seattle. I don't know. Oh, yes. Irene. Irene. Got it. Got uh, the, uh, you know, Lyme disease queen. Do you remember? Yeah, Ru- was it Ruth? On the way out. Was Ruthie in Hawaii? Was Ruthie in the yeah. hot tub? Yeah. That was Peck. Peck. Puck. Peck. Uh, well, there was Puck and Peck, Peck right? And Peek and Pook. <laughs> Who was that? Then there was also like a big New Orleans. There was something that I remember there was like some New Orleans thing. Got Girl. Ruthie in the hot tub. That was her. She was discovering. I know ball. it's serious. <laughs> what were you going to say about, about Irene? Yes. I was just saying that Irene was like so funny and goofy and like just like this fun girl. But I think it was tiring to keep up. Like, I think she was trying to be this one person for the whole time. And I just remember thinking, you know, I was maybe 15 watching it or something, but thinking that she was getting tired of having to, to 
be up all the time. I don't yeah. know. Well, like- we, we all come into these situations like thinking we know what our what we're like, you know what I mean? Or what, what people will think of us when we get into a big situation. It's like when you go to college and you meet everyone or whatever, you all, you have a, you have a, a version of yourself that you think you're going to tell the story that you're going to tell. And then it just slowly kind of, you know, strips away after everyone sort of gets comfortable with each other. And that's what it seems like with Katie to me is like, she came in th- saying, I'm going to be the sex positive, like super fun, brash one. And then it just kind of like slips away to normal. And and I actually like normal better. Yeah, She's, she's just a, a regular person, kind of emotionally intelligent, which I really like. And and then also, I think, you know, ending an argument with uh, thank you for your feedback is uh, is hilarious. <laughs> a hilarious way to end an argument. <laughs> it is actually. I, should, I want to put that like in my back pocket. For <laughs> thank you for your feedback. It's an interesting thing, too. I don't know if you guys have had this experience. I feel like I've had some job experiences where generally, I've, I mean, generally, I feel like I go into a situation and I can go do my job and I'm well-liked and get along. It's weird. Sometimes you enter certain situations and you're like – Oh, for whatever reason, I just don't quite fit here. Like, and when you no. think, oh, but if you knew me in this other environment, like people, people let, trust, like, I oh get my God, like, yes. I think there's such a fear with being on a reality show because it's like you could come across totally in a way that you're not at all. And if, and if for whatever reason people just decide something about you, it's hard when you don't have your touchstones of you're like, no, you just need to know, like, I'm the fun one, you know? And yeah. then, yeah. And there's also two weeks of quarantine beforehand. So you're in a pandemic. You're locked alone in a room, which we'll get to Heather, which was hard to watch. And then, <laughs> and then, like, I, I can see how – and you're. Com- I don't do well competing either. Like, I'm not – I remember I played tennis growing up, which is like a one-on-one sport. And, like, you were a felt- Grand Slam champion. I mean, let's not, <laughs> let's not was, you know – I was out at Indian Wells. Be modest here. <laughs> Yeah. I was. I did do the U.S. Open a few times, but yeah. I remember like when I would play against people. If I felt like they were upset if I was beating them, I used to let people win. Like I wasn't. I didn't. I would take on. I felt like a bad person for winning. I don't think I would do well, even if it was the perfect bachelor for me. I think I would let other people psych me out, and I can't. It, fight it is with interesting because I think women have um, not to you know, make it a male-female thing necessarily, but I do think that's been an issue a lot of times is is women are raised to sort of, their parents say, like, you have to be nice and you yes. have to be liked. Yeah. And, you, and if you're not liked or if you don't fit in or if you're not nice, then th- that's a failing quality. And, you know, that's, that's not something that I think that we should be teaching people. Be, you know, just be yourself and, be, and don't feel bad if you're going to win the competition. I hate when I'm not liked. <laughs> it's one of my worst qualities. Oh my god, it sucks. I hate. I wish I didn't care. I've never liked that about you. <laughs> okay, that's I'm gonna. Th- I'm gonna think about that for the next three months, Scott. <laughs> um, Kate, how do you think you would fare in an environment like this? I would crumble. I'm. I, I'm, I'm almost crumbling on this podcast. You're doing great. You're doing so great. I handle it at all. <laughs> I would crumble. Lauren, would you crumble? I, I really don't know. It could go either way. Like I can see myself being, I can see myself becoming like really closed off and like hating it and feeling really awkward. And I could also see myself becoming like really just toxic. 
<laughs> I know. I know. I think the, my insecurity might start talking shit. Like, yeah, my, well, well, I, well, I, I definitely I, be talking shit. The testimonials, like when I'm alone, I'd be like, "Oh my god, that bitch is so annoying." But it's I so, might, but I might befriend like Kate or Lauren. I might have befriended one of you and been like, "Can you fucking believe that Anna came in? Yes, and stole? Yes. Him? Okay. Well, that's what would happen we, if there were if you found I one person who's kind of like you. I would, I, I would grab onto them like so hard, and then I'd be like. <laughs> That's how you tell everything too. It's gonna then they'll eventually- and then you forget that there's a camera on you, and yeah. I'm like, Kate, what the fuck, Laura? That, that, yeah, yeah that, that's what yeah. makes the Bachelor franchise different than something like Big Brother. Like in Big Brother, you can come in and um, almost play a character because the other contestants are the ones voting on you to win. The Bachelor, no one is voting on you to win except the Bachelor himself. So people come in. You know, on Big Brother, you can kind of come in and go, okay, I'm going to be nice to everyone, fake, you know, fake nice to everyone, and I'm going to constantly talk to everyone, even though I hate them. On The Bachelor, you don't have to do that, so you're just I yourself. Do it. My friend who watches this texted me last night. Now, in my mind, I'm like, this is a beautiful group of women. They all seem very, she thinks they are killers. Like, my friend thinks these are all like, it is really every man for themselves. You know what I mean? Or every woman for themselves like that, that you almost, she feels like there's often more friendships that you start to see happen, even though these are nice gals. Like these are the most, I don't know, which was interesting to me because I wasn't quite picking up on that on my own, but they they seem so isolated from each other that it is a surprise to me when you find out who got the one-on-one date and someone hugs them and goes, good for you. I'm always (laughs) like, Oh, they like each other. Yeah. I know. It's so weird. (laughs) <laughs> so, meanwhile, before we get to the one-on-one date, we see a minivan with, like, dateline footage pulling up with the worst acting scene I have ever seen. She comes in this minivan, full face, full TV face, her makeup, like, ready to go. And she pulls up to this guard who's wearing a mask, and she's full, no mask on. I'm looking for Captain Harrison. Like, I'm looking for Chris Harrison. He's like, um, we're shooting a show here. Like, well, it's Heather. Can you get the captain? And then he comes down also with no mask. And he's like, Heather? But didn't you kind of love that? She was like, he was like, I can't let you in. And then she was like, can you like let me in though? And he was like, okay, I'll call someone. Like, yeah. he I'll go, I'll go up so there. Easily. He goes, what are you doing here? She said, well, Hannah Brown came to my house and said, this guy's the perfect match for you. So I, he goes, okay, well, we're halfway back. Go back to your motel, your Tudor motel in quarantine. I think everyone's acting uh deserves the whatever the opposite of an Emmy is. Like yeah. it was so fake. A Razzie. It's the Razzie. Yeah. That's not, yeah. It's, it was it was just it was so fake and so bad and everyone I mean Chris Chris has a certain style of acting when when plot twists happen that is yeah. just so fake and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> He's always like dumbfounded by something, you know? This well, is like his when worst he said yet. last night, yeah, this oh, I thought I'd seen everything. What? One girl coming to the- <laughs> Like Kate, Kate saw him. Kate saw him when that guy couldn't find when he couldn't find who was it? He was looking for Claire or Tasha's hotel room, and then it was like yeah, no, it was very similar to that. And then he was like, "Well, I am holding multiple glasses to drink one out of." (laughs) What are you doing? 
So they go in. So he, she goes, we're halfway back. Go back to the hotel and quarantine. I was like, okay. So meanwhile, Piper's on her date. Now, if you guys all remember, last week, we had it. We didn't really know much about Piper, but they shared quite the tongue kiss at the farm date. Like she was in a testimonial. He snuck in. They like – this was the hor- like the most legitimate horny I've ever seen him. He was like super – With which girl? Piper who went on oh, the yeah, date. Oh, yeah, yeah. He like snuck into her testimonial. They started making out in a way. I'm like, who is this? Yeah, um, it was surprising because they hadn't really laid the groundwork for that up to that point. And it made and me just kind of feel like he does that with all the women. Like if oh, he sees maybe. them alone, he'll go, hey, let's kiss. It was weird. It was weird. Oh, wait. I, don't you feel like I, that's happening with him with everyone? Like the girl that he said he was in love with last week. I was like, Rachel. what? Like you are? I don't yeah. understand. He, oh. I feel like every one-on-one date he goes on, I'm thinking, oh, this is the one. Like every single one, he has like a really good one-on-one date and it feels like the connection. And so – so there, they go- there may not be a lot of footage that they can cut to. Like he, he seemed to go in for kisses really early. Out of all the bachelors, like usually, like You're I like, think he had a few I actually according to my night. chart here, he was kissing people. I don't know what. what <laughs> You're speaking about, uh, um, but but I, I, I just wonder if if once he gets them alone, like they don't talk about a lot. He says like two sentences, and then they just start making out, and that's you know you, you can't show that. Ari Ari was like the makeout king. Ari made out with yeah. everybody. Uh, so Piper, they have a date in the woods. They have lights, and he's like, "What could it be?" And then um, they. F- Literally, he's like, flip this switch, this giant cardboard switch to on. Look, the producers are doing the best they can. They had a nice carnival in the woods. I thought it was cute. She didn't look surprised at all because clearly I think if there's a carnival right next to you, you, you might be able to see it. But I thought it was cute. And then they were kissing. She's like falling in love as possible. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, and then so they, they had like a little uh, evening date later. She looked beautiful in her dress. She said, look, in the, in the culture that I grow up in, I, I was, I'm nervous about tonight to open up. I'm not used to having to talk about or express my feeling. People didn't say – they don't say I love you. They don't operate. I need words, but they always just did actions. Um, but it hurts that my mom is not more verbally supportive. It's hard to let people in. I don't want to be afraid of how I feel. Matt – and then I was surprised by this. Matt, I'm falling in love with you. It's scary. I'm fearful, but I'm excited. And, and then it's so nice close. to meet you. And it's so nice to meet you. And then, okay, Kate, did that surprise you that I'm falling in love with you? Overall, how did you feel about the carnival date? How did you feel about the dinner date? How are you feeling about Piper? And who do you think is the front runner so far? Miss Kate Micucci. A few things. One is I feel like I would feel very safe driving in a car with Matt. Like as they were driving and he parked, he knew right where he was going and it felt safe. I I agree. I agree with you. (laughs) Also... The, uh, the minute I saw the carnival, my first thought was, oh, I'm so happy for that carnival company because obviously <laughs> <laughs> yes. got some money from The Bachelor to, you know. Do you think The Bachelor franchise, though, like normally you would charge a premium if a TV show wanted to use you? But do you think that they leveraged the quarantine happening saying, look, no one is using your carnival service. Yes, yes, We're going to pay you half, like yes. half your rate? <laughs> yes, I yes. Don't know. Okay, so you are happy for the carnival, which I agree with. And it was cute. 
It was. And and then I, and I like that you got to pick, I mean, wouldn't that be a dream to just go to the carnival and like pick whatever you want? Yeah. You would think so. But, but you know, like they won one competition and he said, you get to have whatever you want up here. And it was anticlimactic to me. Like you want to win those big stuffed animals, you know? It's true. Cause they're full of like little beans and like, they're not really good. And so like, you kind of want it to feel <laughs> Musical like you fruit. earn it. <laughs> I don't like you, you appreciate the ugly thing more yeah. when you had to like pay $40 to win it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. The one she picked, there was only one crazy dragon. Like, uh, like, did she have to pick that dragon because it was the only one, and that's the one that was cleared by like Stan? She had to pick yeah, that. They were dragon? like, this one's not a character from anything for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you liked the date, and then they had their dinner date, and then she threw down with "I love you." Yeah, that was shocking to me. But also, then I, I thought, well, this is what Matt seems to do: is he usually mirrors back whatever they're saying. So mm. I. He was actually going to say, I'm falling for you as well. I did. I thought so too. So that was a little bit surprising. But overall, I think that they do have chemistry and I liked the date a lot. Um, he, so we- he's, he, to, to Kate's point, he does seem to just kind of f- want to say the right thing. And that's why I feel like it's a little bit of an act to me. So we, like, we've had Brie, but, but, but wait, wait, we've the- had Brie, we've had Serena, we've had Michelle, we've had... Abigail, who got the first rose, who has not gotten a date, who they're torturing. We've had um, – now we've had this one with uh, Piper. I mean that's a lot – there's Rachel. That's a, there's a lot of front runners. I just feel like in terms of him saying the right thing, not a lot of guys know the right thing to say. Yeah, like, no. I, he I think knows he, it somewhere. So it's like it's built in. Like I feel like he's gone to a lot of therapy or something. But I, I feel like he's the type of guy that you, if you were in a relationship with him, you would constantly be needling him to to get a reaction out of him. You know, you know how you can sort of provoke someone that you're dating because they're just so calm and, and level headed that you're like, I, I just want you to like feel something, you know? Yeah. And that's what it feels like to me when he's on these dates is he always thinks about what he says and then says what he thinks they want to hear. He's good at it. Well, and that's like, there are so many women that are kind of at the lead in the lead right now, but it, I mean, it, it, that's part of my problem with him is that I'm like, I can't tell. Like, wait, suddenly he's like in love with these people. Like, do you feel, who do you feel like is the real? Yeah. Who do you think is, I wonder, <sighs> cause sometimes, sometimes producers are evil and, I really felt like that first night he really liked Abigail, and I feel they're keeping her from him. I think mm. they want to keep Abigail to be. The- I love Abigail, and so I cute. think they're keeping her for themselves, or they know as soon as he gets a one-on-one with her, it's over. But I, I fear that it's Rachel from last week that he said, "I'm in love." With I, I, I think it's a warning sign that he has never been in a serious relationship, and I don't think the Bachelor franchise is where you should start. I agree. You know, so uh, it, it seems very facile to me. Like he isn't going deep with anyone, so I couldn't even pick uh, a front runner to me because he, goes he just deeper than other people, though. He'll he like... does, but like also, this show never works. Like yeah. it's like no one is in it for the long haul with these people. Like, like Kate, your old neighbors, they met on The Bachelor in Paradise. That's so the that's one where a show last. where you actually have a you get to hang out with them for a you long get, and you get time to like have sex and like build a relationship and yeah, like, you're there for like six weeks with them, just alone. just them hanging out if you want. So it's nice. You kind of pair up with somebody. Katie, Anna, Katie, or yes, Miss Kate. What were you going to ask? Oh, oh, I was just wondering. So you were saying Bachelor in Paradise. 
There, that is a completely different. It's the same people, but sorry, I'm sorry. It's a yeah. different. No, it's okay. It's a different format, and they have a higher success rate of long term couples because people. It's like the meanest version of musical chairs. So it's like sexual musical chairs, and you have to be You have to be. But it's like six women and six men there six, together, and, and they and they men. pick. Oh, okay, and they pick who they want to like. Like, there, there's what? no, there's none of these shenanigans of like only it's only one of us, and you can only have dates. They can hang out all day with each other if they want. Um, but people get eliminated because there's like the guys have the power of them, but they keep adding people in. So you think, so you might think, okay, Scott and I are paired off, and then like in comes Lauren the next week, and I was like, oh, they were flirting online before this, and but he's sort of falling for Kate. Like, I'll take he, neither of you. I'm in love with my wife. Cool. Up. <laughs> I didn't like this no. hypothetical no. situation. No, this is how it's going down. This is how you're spending your summer. This is how you're spending your summer. Oh, no. um, Katie and Anna, how are you feeling? There's so many front runners. How are you feeling about who the front runner is right now, Katie? I'll do it. Dr. Banana, who are you feeling as the front runner? Um, unfortunately, it is looking like Rachel, but I'm hoping Michelle. And Bree can get back in there. Or uh, Abigail, if she ever gets a chance. I f- it does feel like they're holding Abigail back. It feels like they want her for Bachelorette. I don't know, though. It doesn't feel good for her. I, you know, I f- uh, Katie, who are you feeling as the front runner right now? And how are you enjoying last night? I honestly have no idea who the front runner is. I feel like every episode, it's a different person. Um, I do think Rachel's up there. I feel like Piper's up there. Um Michelle. Michelle. But then, I mean, I still feel like Brie could come back around or Abigail, you know, come from behind and take it. I just, every Who's the episode. one who has, a, who has a famous mom? Kit. Oh, Kit. Kit. Kit's mom is Cynthia Rowley. You, you, it is? Yeah. You got to sort of give it to, <laughs> you got you to gotta sort of give her the odds, you know, because these people want to be influencers and they want to be she like. She lives in New York. He lives in New York. He lives in famous. She's, that she's, just upped her cool factor by like a thousand she's really young though right she's she's an undergrad at nyu she's 21 oh no she can't get married watching the the, uh, previews for the following episodes it feels like kit's in the mix i don't know why that was just the yeah i agree with you and there's no no abigail is nowhere to be seen in those upcoming previews Mm. all right so then we have so they're going the thing they finished their date meanwhile what about temecula road arden oh my god thank (laughs) you for asking can you believe it was temecula road so then they go temecula road so we always make jokes about here's kate historically the i'm gonna say temecula road actually takes the place of the long time, the, the joke we always go to is they have to act like they're so excited that somebody's performing. <laughs> so our favorite one historically has been Tennille Arts. When they go, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. I rounded the corner and there was Tennille Arts. <laughs> and now Temecula Road, or as Paget texted me last night, Temecula Road is my favorite vegan restaurant. <laughs> totally. Temecula Road. It is like. Are they super famous? No. Oh, okay. I've never heard of Temecula Road. Whenever, they, did, whenever they didn't I, even say the name Temecula Road for 10 minutes. But Temecula whenever Road. I like, whenever I don't know, I assume it's like some country star that's like actually yeah. huge. The I'm, only one they ever brought on that was kind of well known was the what just because Victoria had been boning him. him and like, yeah. so they wanted to like screw her over. So they got somebody kind of known. It was not. It, it did feel like for a minute early on, whenever they would bring abandoned it would be a well-known one and people yeah. would go i can't believe i get a solo concert with who you know i can't remember who the early ones were but now it's just like who's gonna quarantine for 
two weeks to play half a song on TV. Anna and I watched Bachelor in Paradise on our Patreon of Australia, and we wa- they had they brought in that British guy that was Midnight super- Oil. They brought in Midnight Oil. They brought in that British guy James <laughs> oh, James Blunt. James, James Blunt. Blunt, really? They're like, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, wow. and he sang a song about like I'm gonna get you naked. Like it was super creepy. Mm. <laughs> um, All right, James, can we rewrite your second single? Please? <laughs> <laughs> like you're beautiful, everyone really loved, but the progression. I like your like, naked titties. <laughs> <laughs> that's like first base to sliding into home already. Give me them titties. He's like revolve. revolve. When I say tea time, <laughs> I'm not revolve. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teabag. Okay, so we have <laughs> Temecula Road is there. I, I just wrote down Temecula Road and underlined it like 18. I just couldn't believe the name. <laughs> By the way, I feel like the lead singer of Temecula Road might do well. On, like she would make it through a few uh, rounds. They all looked like they'd be on the show. The guy was wearing like a velour top, like half unbuttoned. And he was like, <laughs> Scott, would you wear a velour top and be into like Temecula Road? No, you... I'm wearing velour bottoms right now. You just can't see them on the Zoom. Bottoms. Bottoms. <laughs> so then they go bowling. There's a group date. Everybody's bummed out that like Serena sees super pissed that Katie got the one-on-one, like so angry. And they go bowling. The last bowling date I remember, I feel like Ari had a bowling date. So they go bowling bowling it's the pink team and abigail's so sad like abigail's so bummed that the pink team lost the pink team got sent home the blue team no by the way one of them said at one point i expected a twist but i didn't expect it to be a competition you're uh, bowling i am yeah, <laughs> like you th- you think you're gonna play a game on this show and not be split into a team that's yeah. how it goes it's the meanest show on earth kate is it hard for you to watch the show and deal with the bowling <laughs> i mean I, yeah. I, Do you not well, like bowling? She hates I, I, bowling. Do you have tryptophobia? <laughs> Is that the fear of bowling? No, that's the fear of three holes right next to each other. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you don't it's, like a vagina? People don't like the modern iPhones because of it. Because of the cameras. Do, do people ever talk about how vagina and butt are right next to each other in the three holes? <laughs> <laughs> So did you enjoy the... Did you it's enjoy unsanitary, the- doesn't it? I think, God, <laughs> let's do a second draft. <laughs> say when you leave it at all right there but kate did you enjoy it when you watch the bowling were you like hmm i gotta be honest i always feel a little anxiety when there's food and bowling because there's a lot <laughs> of us you're eating and then you're putting your hand in these bowling balls and that i'm a little bit ocd and that was a, a lot of what my mind was on during covid you're looking at chicken wings and bowling and covid you know i will say like people have been talking online about how bowling is a problem once we get back from covid because we're going we're gonna to be so disgusted by putting our fingers in, the, in mysterious holes. And <laughs> when they do that, that's what they did. They had bowling and chicken wings. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and like a state fair, like a state, yeah, like the nastiest things. How wiped world. down were all those machines, you know? Um, so then, so then they go, uh, well, okay. Chris Harrison shows up. They're crying back at the house. The pink team gets sent <laughs> home. They're crying after they got like really high. It was like 480. I mean, they really had, they were very good bowlers. I didn't believe the pink team actually caught up that. No, far. no. It was edited to make it look that way. I mean, and, and- not in a great way either. I mean, it, it you know, the, the, when something isn't close, they'll do this on a game show. They do it on all reality shows. If, if a competition is not close, they'll edit it to make it look like it was. And it was obvious. They never said the score or anything. They just said, all of the sudden, they caught up, which yeah. is just fake. And they made Matt say it, too. And Matt will say anything that they tell him to say. <laughs> so then they go. 
So they're like, okay. So then Chris Harrison shows up. The girl, the ladies that won the time were really happy that there was only four of them and they had a 25% chance of getting the rose. And then, so Michelle, he and Michelle are chatting. She's so cute. Um, he goes, I loved watching you. I, I like, you love the competition. And then she's, I feel like they have a, the most natural chemistry. It feels believable. It feels like they're really on a date. I like her very much. She says, you have a lot of the qualities I'm looking for. And um, meanwhile, Chris Harrison invites everybody to come back. Um, and, One thing I wanted to say ab- yeah. about about this was Kit, um, I thought, had a really funny moment when he was saying goodbye to the team that lost where she's she was saying – and you it, it, there was a little narration over it, so you couldn't quite hear it, But she was like, well, what do you want in wife, a bowler? Come I know. On. And then he stole her joke. At the, when when he took the winning team back, he's like, it's less about looking for the world's best bowler. <laughs> he stole it. He's a joke thief. He's a joke thief. I don't thief. like that. That's one of my pet peeves. I yeah. was just talking about that with somebody like as an as an actor who can improvise. Like I, we've all were. I'm sure all every single one of us has had. If you do like a little improv thing in a rehearsal and you get a laugh, and then when you're filming, and then like one of the other actors like steals it, it, like they take yeah. it. Lauren would do that on the Between Two Ferns movie all the time with Zach. <laughs> all the, t- all the okay. time. Like you're not even interviewing these people. Yeah, I just would come them? in and like put my face in front of the camera and go like, "Well, what about that time?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so. That feels so Lauren to me. It's so me, dude. <laughs> That's so Lauren. They all got in. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we had to use him. You were great he, at it. He gave, Chelsea, meanwhile, is like folding in on herself because she was hoping to get more time. Um, and he gives the group date rose to Michelle. Meanwhile, quarantining, we have Heather. Uh, I It's hard for me to watch people trying to be carefree and wacky. So mm. her doing the pizza box on the head Oof. and the Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair and just yeah. trying to And act her pretending like, like she's quarantining too. I mean, I uh, to be honest, they're giving everyone the impression that she only has to quarantine for two days, which is not what everyone else is doing. Yeah. She's obviously been quarantining for two weeks previous. Yes, to- yes. And she obviously has a producer just off camera who's saying, okay, now we got to shoot like some B-roll of you like quarantining in your room. Maybe put this pizza box on your head. Like she's spitballing with her at the time. It's not good. If you're that bored on day two, you really need to get hobbies. Day two, I'm going to bounce this pizza on my head and see what happens. Yeah, there's a TV right there. Yeah, just watch it. I mean, look, everybody would be bored locked in a room for two weeks, but... But yet nobody's going to put a pizza box on their head. 24 hours in. Come on. Have you flown anywhere and had to be locked in a hotel room, Kate? Uh, No, I haven't. No, I I haven't either. I haven't done anything during quarantine. Me neither. No. Yeah, nothing. No. Lauren? Yeah. Have to do what? (laughs) 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 <laughs> no really what have, have, no seriously have do what no, seriously, have do what I, I think that's the name of our episode is have do what have do what have do Orin have do Orin <laughs> Orin have, have do flown anywhere and been locked into a hotel room no any? I haven't done anything not me neither Okay, I haven't right. flown anywhere, and it's that's fine. But I, no. I look forward to going to another city at some point in my life again. You get to go to Temecula Road. <laughs> Temecula Road is the song we're singing. Katie. Kate McCoochie. 
it was just, I was thinking about how Temecula Road must have felt. You know, they've quarantined, they're <laughs> singing, and then they're, the people that they're singing for are just making out in front yeah. of them. Yeah, gross. It's so awkward. They were like, I practiced my song, but they're not even, you know. Can you imagine, like, doing a Garfunkel and Oates show for <laughs> two people who are just making out while <laughs> during your so songs? Weird. And would you like to? <laughs> would you like to? <laughs> and could it be Lauren and I? <laughs> <laughs> Have do what? <laughs> have, have do what? Have do have do what? I'm scared. <laughs> um, no, yeah, my husband Mike and I were talking about how the, when we were watching. This oh, you, you're oh, married. You're Sorry. married. Sorry. Oh, forgive I, forgive I, me. I only said that because if someone's listening, I just say Mike and I. It's like you know that's rude. <laughs> but I, we were watching the show. and We were like, this is our worst nightmare. Like we'd go, be on a date, and then they're like, here, go in this room, and there's just a band performing for you, and then we. Like we 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 would want to like die. I think it would be the most uncomfortable. I panic yeah. every time you're the only audience member, and you're supposed to like listen like, and kind of like dance and then like dance on a platform and then probably like get at it. They want you to get at it. All right. So, any final thoughts on uh, the group date? On uh, I did think Heather? it was it was a little bit of a fake out when he he grabbed the rose that he was giving on the group date. And then he mentioned two other women before he gave it out. Oh, that's a little bit of a They fake started doing that. Taisha was the one that started doing that. They've started. Yeah. That's a new thing. They'd be like, Anna, your hair scrunchy really looks beautiful in your hair. Lauren, have do what? Really made me laugh. <laughs> but Kate... You're, you're like yeah. you know if he does it for everyone maybe it's a nice thing of like he doesn't want anyone to feel left out like they didn't do anything right but they edited it to just be like he mentioned two people out of the seven and then he went yeah. he, on the third he gave the rose to her yeah it's not great very mean so here we go so then we see oh my god the people we all want to be The Bachelor, Tyler Cameron is back, you guys, and he is playing pool, and it's like, all right, this is – Kate, here's what you need to know. Tyler Cameron was on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelor. He was down to the final two, and he was so sweet. His his dad – his dad had really bad cancer, and so he like quit his job in New York and moved back to Jupiter, Florida. He's like, you know, my pops is sick, and it's just all about my family and my pops. He was just like a nice guy, and he loved Hannah Brown. Like you just felt like that he just adored her as is and was gonna like take care of her and this, this just wanted to be her husband. And then she picked this guy that writes dog food commercial jingles who. <laughs> Every person, Get including your her, dog a better bowl. <laughs> that was the jingle. Is better bowl dog food? Every person, including his family, including his family, was like, "You really, this guy, like red flag." Like his family was like, "This guy doesn't have a job." Like he was a stripper dog food jingle writer who <laughs> also had a girlfriend. That everybody, including his family members, were like, "Don't." pick this guy are they still together no she immediately found it all out and dumped him and then um but america's heart went out to tyler because he was so sweet and then his mom died and like everybody oh. just, so then he did it like Gigi. he did he's like the nicest sweetest hottest what so he he got like two million instagram followers in like four days he's the most beloved member of the franchise and it's james's uh, what's his matt james's best friend that's who he is so he comes back and he goes, 
keep your heart open. You know, I came in late in the game. You know, just keep your heart open. He's like, tell me about your date today. Tell me about Katie. He's like, well, she came in with a cactus-sized vibrator, <laughs> which is not— Either he doesn't know what a cactus is or <laughs> he was really close to that— <laughs> Dildo, like, and the forced perspective. It's the wrong idea about it. And even just, like, like no woman. And makes you bleed. No woman (laughs) wants to hear the phrase cactus and dildo in the same sentence. Like, a cactus dildo. Maybe compared to his own junk, it was as big as a cactus. You know? I don't know. (laughs) Like, what cactus are we talking about? I mean, I've seen big, I've seen small, you know. I'm just confused about that reference. And a cactus. Like, couldn't you pick something that's smoother, that's not... Like an eggplant, like anything really cucumber, use- banana. Oh. These are the typical. <laughs> no, we get it, Scott. We get it, Scott. <laughs> like a smart water bottle. Like we get it. We get yeah, it. Something smooth and sleek. And he goes, "Just be you." <laughs> like have do what? Smooth and sleek. <laughs> do what? I hope that that outlasts this episode and becomes. Have do have do what? <laughs> Dear what? Lauren has been alone in her house for 11 months and has forgotten how to stream. Have do what? Where (laughs) is I? Have do what? So so he goes, just be you. Stay open. He goes, do you see yourself getting down on one knee at the end of this? He's like, yes, I do. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the crazy antics at the spa date. The eagle has landed. And we're back. So Katie comes in. Now, Kate Micucci, you should know, she did the classic leg jump and leg wrap that most Bachelor seasons do. People haven't been doing that this much on this season, basically because they're, like, stuck on the, like, the same – they're not, like, meeting up for the first time in a while. Did you notice her jump and leg wrap, Kate? I did notice. I think I somehow knew that was a Bachelor thing. Maybe somewhere I've seen a – you know, a YouTube video of a lot of them. Yes. I'm not sure, but I did know that was a thing and I recognized it. I thought she did pretty good. I'd give her an eight. Yes. I thought she did a good <laughs> job too. He didn't seem like he wanted it that much. Like he yeah. didn't seem as excited by the leg wrap. Did you notice that Scott? Well, it was a bad omen for what was about to happen. You know, if yeah. you're not excited by the leg, the leg wrap, I mean, have you know, to that's, that's, if you're a bachelor, that's what you want. Work. You want the leg wrap with everyone. Does Kulap greet you every day with a leg wrap? Oh, hell yeah. Every morning <laughs> in quarantine. At the top <laughs> of the stairs. She's so <laughs> excited. Yeah. She comes downstairs. <laughs> I say, hello, ladies. And she comes downstairs, gives me a leg wrap. And, and we go about go, our day. And you go, revolve, revolve. Revolve, baby, revolve. <laughs> revolve. Have to do what? So then, so then um, he goes, all right, do you know where we are? She's like, it smells like the spa. She's like, that's right. It's like, oh, guess what, friend zone? Nothing says friend zone. Yes. I mean, like, uh, my best friend Tyler's in there. You said my best friend Tyler C. I'm like, you think you can just narrow it down? My best friend Lauren L. Be a little more specific for me, Tyler. Lauren L. C. Stand for. (laughs) And so he's getting a massage, and I thought we could get in the ear of the actor who's hired to run the massage, and we can ruin the massage. 
Oh. I hated it for everyone involved. I was like, let him get yeah. a good massage. I know. You know. I'm sure he hasn't had one. And he seems like a nice guy. He seems I, like a nice I also, guy. I thought it seemed like he was about to say, and I saw fear in Katie's eyes. Yeah. I thought he was going to say, my friend Tyler's in there about to get a massage. You're going to go in and massage That's him. That's what I thought. That's what I, I thought, thought, and I got really scared. I got really nervous for him. I and got so, so scared. <laughs> the relief when he said, we're going to do the earpiece thing on her face was like, oh, thank God. Now, I yeah. have to say, too, in 2021, having been, like, I see now, I'm aware that the times have changed. I'm like, oh, you can't really say squeeze the nipple, twist the nipple. Like, I think like that he had that lady do that. I, and then and she's like, pinch it, pinch it. And I thought, this guy doesn't want that. Like, like I, no, I feel like, like... Well, they also never showed his reaction to any of it. So yes. he was into it. I know, he's I just like know. getting hard and then like... Yeah, usually, usually... He's a rock prank. hard, like a cactus. <laughs> a prank win. show is all about reactions. Like you have to edit in people going, hey, what are you doing? And all that kind of stuff. They yeah. never showed any no, of that. No, he was like kind of trying to be polite, I think. And then she takes the phone call, which I did enjoy. I did enjoy... God bless this woman that they paid to do that. I mean, she's the Poor real She hero. had to quarantine. But to quarantine. The prank should have started there. It should have been she gave him a normal massage, gets a phone call and yes. says... Yeah. It's time. Tyler. Make her like the an- most annoying masseuse yes. ever. Not by not ta- by physically, but by her like we actions. We won't stop talking. And yeah. it's like, and then she said like, oh, it's Tyler from Hannah Brown season. He's even hotter in person. That was actually funny. Like That's all right, yeah. I also felt badly for Katie in that when he said, she's going to run it and I'm going to be her assistant. It's like, do it. Be crazy. Like this pressure of you're the funny one. Oh, it's horrible. Like the, all the pressure was on her. Yeah. I also I hated when he said, I'm a big prankster, and that's important to me. And it was great <laughs> to share that side of me with Katie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like you, you don't, are, are you really a prank? You seem so boring. I can't imagine <laughs> you ever pulling any kind of prank other than like half a white lie to someone. Like, oh, I like that sandwich you made me. Not, like that's <laughs> yeah, a prank I to him. You know how he is with his guy friends versus how he is now yeah. in a dating environment where he's trying to be really. I think it's an act. Polite and romantic. Anna, your reaction just now is I'm I'm a prankster and it's really important to me. I mean, he's I he is like his idea of pranking is like and then I'll massage Tyler. Oh my god! I know, and then he had beautiful hands too. Did you yeah. notice? He actually his, did have gorgeous hands. He had be he could be like a like a lady hand. He had stunning. I was almost I, surprised that Tyler recognized the difference in hands. He yes, knew. He immediately knew the touch of his best friend and his beautiful hands. He did. That made me now, Kate, have you ever had this experience where people are like, Oh, you do comedy? You're gonna love this. You're gonna be crazy. And then they want you like if you had to do like morning shows where people ask you to do like where DJs or stuff have asked you to do things that are just awful. Yeah. And especially too with Garfunkel and Oates, I think they often go to like a real dirty place or something Ugh. because of our songs, but I don't really want to talk yeah. that. Yes. Until, uh, like every time it surprises me and then I'm like, Oh, right. That's what you think. That That's why I thought that they were going to make Katie massage him because she's the dildo girl. And it's like, Hey, you're right. sex positive and you're like free with your body. Go massage this guy that you'd never met before. 
Did would people ask you and Ricky like dirt? Like I remember when I was in Chicago doing improv, and my best friend and I were roommates. People were like you guys sometimes make out like like that. The guys would they would ask. We like, all want to know that. I mean, <laughs> but have, have like DJs been like creepy to you and Ricky like that? I feel you know I I I tend to block a lot of things out in my mind, but I do know <laughs> that we've had questions that we were just like, no, we're not answering that. Like uh, that happens. You know, not often, but it does happen for sure. And yeah, they, they'd like to ask if we've ever dated each other or something. Oh, I mean, do people ask you and Paul that, Scott? <laughs> of course. <laughs> How long did you and Paul date? <laughs> what would happen if you kissed? How about when, do you guys just sometimes thinking about kissing, Scott? You and Paul? You're getting like drunk at night. You guys just like end up embracing each other for far too long. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what it is like to be it's a so lady strange. comic who is friends with another lady. Yeah, and, yeah nobody would. <laughs> Like, come on, just like once. Does this never happen? You and you and Paul just haven't explored each other. <laughs> I have a yeah, totally crush on Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> I'm so confused. He's so well dressed. Um, so then they go on their dinner date, and and I actually felt like her outfit and her whole thing. They're in like you know it's probably November. They're in the woods of Pennsylvania. She's in a cute little puffer coat and she's like tights in a mini skirt. And I, I saw myself in Katie. I saw, okay, it's it's me getting a one-on-one. I try, it's cold out. So I'll try to wear like a mini skirt, but I've got my tights on, but like, I can't compete with like the leather pants girl. Like I'm not that lady. I'm just not that revolve lady. And, uh, I just felt, she felt like a very cute, regular gal. Yeah. Competing. I think she's probably like a – I don't know where she's from, but an Oklahoma 10, which on, is maybe a Bachelor 5. Well, we've met a lot. We've met the Bachelor 5s, and in real life, they're real-life 11s. Like, oh, yeah. They're, like, the, the ones that are the losers in real life are so hot. You're like yeah. – in comparison, they're the fives. I mean the, the level is – it's gnarly. I mean you're like, whoa. You're like a you, beautiful mind doing math right now in your head. <laughs> what? No, the fives and the threes. And the fives in real life are ten. But like, let's just say, there are two. <laughs> and I made a number two when I saw this 11. And then like, you know, if you're a late bloomer, you start as a three, but then you bump it up to seven and a half. But with prefer lighting and makeup, you might be able to be a nine. Okay. <laughs> so then she goes, um, I actually liked her answer. He asked about her past relationship. She was in a relationship for three years with somebody that she realized it, that she realized it wasn't going to be her perfect person. And, and I appreciated this. I actually thought it was very healthy. She said, now I'm quick to recognize red flags, that I can't change anybody. You know, that I know that, like, you are as you are. We're not trying to change each other. And I'm hopeful that my love story is your love story and that I'm here at the end of it. And then he's like, you're so fun. God, you're so fun. God, you're fun. You're so fun. You're so. I had so much. And fun. sex is fun. And and I and I respect you. Different kind of fun. <laughs> I respect you. I respect the integrity you've brought and your cactus-sized vibrator. But I appreciate you. But you know, look, you've been honest with me, so I have to be honest with you. The truth is, my relationship with some of the other women has progressed more. Oh, and classic I, bachelor speak. I can't I, give I you this you rose. Said that to her. I haven't had feelings. Um, 
I started painting a future and it just got erased. Now, what did you think, Lauren? You didn't think he should say that? I didn't think he should say some of my relationships have progressed more. I, th- I That's one of the worst excuses, I think, or to kick someone off because it makes it feel like it could have happened here. We just didn't move fast enough. Yeah. And I just don't like that's that. That's not I a just, good lesson for future Bachelor contestants. Yeah, I think it'd be better to say... I'm, you know, I really like you and I think you're really fun. I'm just, you know, not. It's just not, it, it's not clicking. Term. Have yeah. do what? I, <laughs> just I say, have do what? Have do what? It's easy, bachelors. Have do what? Have do, do where? Have do what? Is like, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> like, when he, what I also hate is that, and I'm sure the show made him do this, but he picked up the rose, held I it, know. and then placed it back down on the tray. And I was like, you didn't have to touch the rose. It was so mean. No, I don't he think the show makes him do that. This is so like a mean. nervous. This is a nervous tick for him. Because I think he, this rose, I cannot give it to you. Yeah. So Arden, mean. For the listener, by the way, Arden held up her cactus-sized dildo. I'm not quite sure what that is. <laughs> this is my pen. Is that the pen I gave you? Can I just say this is actually a pen that I purchased for oh. you because we gave each other our stocking stuffers. I ordered this from Tokyo on November twenty eighth, and it just arrived, <laughs> and it's now my pen. It's really good. <laughs> this was going to be for you, but I now I put my I put my little germs all over it. <laughs> anyway, um, Kate, did you think it was mean that he picked up? The ro- this does look like this actually looks like a cactus vibrator right here. Did you think it was mean that when he picked up the rose and then said, "I cannot give this to you"? So mean, and I think that I'm having a hard time each time he sends anybody home. I feel so bad for them, and then I have to remind myself that they signed up for this. But still, I feel really bad. Yeah. And I actually, I have to say, I was shocked that I I didn't see it coming. But maybe that's just me being new to this. But I didn't see. I thought that the date went well. I don't know. She seemed like one of the only kind of normal, intelligent people there who, well, I guess when I say normal, I, I, I guess I mean like slightly above average intelligence. I think Bree yeah. and Michelle are smart. I think Bree is smart. I think Michelle is smart. I can't remember who else is there. Yeah. But, you know, look, she did the Lord's work. She took out some of the trash before she left. She took you know, out the trash. I was yes, Kate. That didn't say like, hey, by the way, like, this person's not nice just yes. as she was leaving. She was really classy as she left. She'll go to paradise and she'll fight with Serena and she'll fight with lots of people yeah. in paradise. She'll have a I, lot of yeah. fights in paradise. I mean, I don't know if you traffic in rumors yes. on this show. You yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. I hope this is not a canard, but um, I read a rumor that she's the new bachelorette. Oh, <gasps> Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to confirm because like somebody told me our our actual bachelor historian asked me if I wanted to know who the bachelor was. And she said, I said, I said, no. I said, are they still on the show? She said, yes. It and was I Katie. Said, you know. I looked it up. I was curious. <laughs> oh my God. So Katie this is, is good be- because she's so, like we said, like she's like a normal. But what about person. Abigail? I but want Abigail. Then I mul- love Abigail, but I want Abigail to just meet a nice person in real life. Multiple people, though, from the show, including Katie, were like, that's not true. Okay. So I don't so who know. Who started the rumor? Who started Reality the rumor? Steve. He's usually he right. He usually knows what know, he's talking but about. He's right. I mean, Katie like posted on her Instagram story. She goes, that's news to me. And well, then I mean, Mari it's still, said it's not true. And someone else said it wasn't true. It's still so early that. So here's a question. Well, it's still so early that they could switch it. You know? Yeah, but he said that they announced it at the Women Tell All. 
So he made it sound like it already happened. Girl! So I don't, I don't know. I also like the seniors looking for love. I want to watch that. And I want to watch the college students looking for oh love. God. And I love that our listener who tweeted in who wants to see Sonia Morgan on that show from Real Housewives of New York looking for love. I'm here for that. Okay. So he cut her and uh, she's super upset. And here comes Heather's getting all dressed up in her beaded bridal gown and her toes jammed. What's that? It's Giovanni. The dress was Giovanni. Oh my the dress God. is Giovanni. So for those Feeling of you who don't watch, Giovanni. for those of you who don't watch Real Housewives in New York, Giovanni has been a major plot point. It's a it's a brand none of us had heard of before Real Housewives of New York. No. It's incredibly expensive, very expensive. It was a point of contention that Dorinda introduced Luann to Giovanni to get some free swag to wear, some fancy gowns. And then uh, Luann was wearing a Giovanni dress at a cabaret show, and Dorinda was in the audience, hammered, and started screaming Giovanni. And Lu- they got into an epic-sized fight, and then Luann wrote a song about it called Feeling Giovanni. <laughs> And there you go. That's the, that is the reality Thank back you. show. I didn't know any of that. There you go. So there's a song called Feel, Feeling Giovanni. <laughs> That's so weird because I was just singing that. <laughs> have to what? So they, <laughs> so they have. So, Anna, how do you know that was Giovanni? Um, I follow an Instagram that tells me all the clothes they wear. <laughs> Dude, ha- wow. Has anyone oh, worn oh, anything by Kit's mom? Yes, Kit, Kit every week. wears her mom's clothes. I do. Okay, but I, I guess I mean aside from Kit. To Just wear, Kit. Like... But Kit has good clothes, obviously. I mean, we love Cynthia Rowling. So here we go. So then we have uh, – so she's wearing her white Giovanni gown, jamming her toes into plastic clear I did not, I did not like watching her toes, which had a French tips, and they, go her, into the shoe. It made I didn't like the French Ill. tip toes that didn't fit into the shoe. <laughs> I didn't like and, that. So meanwhile, Abigail is like he he pulls Abigail aside. She's she's like, what the fuck? Abigail, I feel like is about to eject herself out of here. Abigail's like, can't take it much more, and I don't blame her. And Heather drives her minivan up, and she doesn't get a limo. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, Bree is making out with him, and there are red lipsticks all over him. And Heather comes in, and the door is locked, and she, which was amazing. And she's, like, trying to jam it open. Scott, did you pull that prank? You're a prankster. Did you lock the door for Heather not to be able to get in? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a big prankster, and that's important to me. And it was great to share that side of me with the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> We're all so glad that you we – know that, we know that you're a big prankster. We know that that's important to you. Yeah, of course. We know that's important to you and you've been wanting to share it with people for a long time. So she finally comes in and Piper and Matt are talking and Heather walks into the room and he was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Piper's like, excuse me. She was like ready to cut her. And so she comes out. She goes, what the and then so she storms off. She goes, some random ass girl walks in. I am stressed out. I am pissed off. I just said I love you. And this is the next connection. And then the last thing we saw was he was with Brie or somebody saying that he could do karate. Somebody, some tiny lady, Jasenia, somebody's holding a pillow for him. I think it was Serena. Serena. Tell, yes, Serena. They were cute. And he's karate kicks a pill but i was actually worried that he was gonna kick her because she was so tiny yeah they they dragged it out so long i thought there had to be a great punchline to it like he was gonna fake her out somehow and not be able to do karate or kick her in the face or something and instead he kicked 
the pillow out of he her He just hand. kicked the yeah. pillow. I wanted to see mm. more than kicking of a pillow. Yeah. Um, and then that was the end. Overall, Kate, how did you feel about the entrance of Heather? Um, well, it's just very uncomfortable. I mean, I'm realizing that a lot of the show is uncomfortable, but it just seems so like contrived. And so it doesn't, I don't know, but I guess this is, this is what I've signed up for, isn't it? This is the deal. <laughs> but you know what? You're you doing drafted like, into this? <laughs> you got drafted? In? Well, we took her to Vietnam on her first, on her first. <laughs> so yeah, this is what you've signed up for. And, yeah. um, I, I, I just, um, I was like, oh, here's this other girl who's been quarantining with a pizza box on her head. So when you, here we are, before we get to Tweet of the Week, who do you think the winner's going to be and then the, the two runner-ups and who do you think is going to be the Bachelorette? I will start with Lauren. Lauren, okay. winner, two runner-ups, and then the next Bachelorette. And you're really Katie, if you believe in reality, Steve. I don't know if I believe in him, but I. Um, <laughs> he doesn't I, exist. <laughs> um, okay, I feel reality. Like, Steve is like Santa Claus. I, I yeah, I, I believed as a child, but now I've opened my eyes. <laughs> I believed um, in reality when I was a little girl, and I heard about reality. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think Rachel—that's the one he said he loved last week, right? Like, I think she is a top two for sure. I think Piper stands a really good chance. And then um, who else do I really like? I Actually, those are the two that really stick out to me as people that he seems to really like. And then, um, yeah, I think, oh, there was one girl tonight. I can't remember her name. Caitlin? Or, um, uh, she's a black woman with a shaved head. Chelsea. Chelsea. It was a C. Uh, I thought she was cool. And I felt like he seemed really into her tonight more than ever. And, had, and he kind of said as much. So... Then I and I and I think she's cool. So I was like, maybe she's gonna be down to the final few. He had the good thing. I the thing I like about him is that he picks people who are not awesome. dramatic. Yes. Like, and I like that. Um. All right. So you're you're locking it in that Rachel's gonna win, and then Piper and I think Rachel Piper are the final two. I think Rachel wins, and I think um, I already forgot the last yeah, yeah. And then she's gonna be like let go near the end. Okay, Scott, who do you think wins, and who well, do you think the final? Yeah. And who do you think the Bachelorette is, Lauren? Oh mm, God, I'm, I I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, I want it to be Abigail because I actually just would like to watch her more, but I I don't know that. I, I think she should live a normal life, but that's not going to happen now, is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. So who's your pick? Um, I'll go with Katie just for fun. Okay. Scott, who do you think the winner is in the final two? I think there there's a really simple formula when you're trying to figure out who's who the winner of The yeah. Bachelor is going to be. It's different than The Bachelorette. It's whoever's hottest. Um, <laughs> they always just pick whoever the hottest girl yeah. is. So um, that's Rachel? So I, I, Rachel's the, and this is not my personal preference, but I feel like Rachel is the only one who's kind of even standing out at this moment in time in terms of the editing. Like they keep kind of cutting over to her and giving her favorable looks. Yeah. So I would say that she's definitely going to be in the mix. I couldn't even pick a second because I don't know who any of the other people are. And he keeps cutting people and I'm like, oh, wait, she was important, wasn't she? So I I don't even know. But um, the Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. The only thing other than Katie I can think of is is that uh, the 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 woman who just came in this week who pretended to quarantine Heather Heather if they're if they d- 
don't give her a chance, are they trying to set her up of like, well, oh. let's, you know, see her journey to... F- she she'd never been kissed. She'd Matt. never been kissed. You and should need to show this about Kate. She was never been kissed. She was never been kissed. Really? And a lot of people thought she was a producer plant on Colton season because it felt so fake that she had never been kissed. I don't... Yeah, I haven't kept up with her. I don't know her... You haven't been kept up with her? (laughs) (laughs) Dear dear Heather, how's it going? How are you? (laughs) Have you been kissed? (laughs) Have you been kissed yet? What if you kiss Kate over here and Garfunkel and Oates? (laughs) Do you want to watch me and Paul Tompkins kiss? (laughs) I don't care if you've ever been kissed. I'll kiss BFT for you. Kate, who do you think the winner is going to be? The final final two and then uh, The Bachelorette. Okay, I know everyone's saying it, but I do think Rachel's I'm going to pick Rachel for the winner. I think Kit is going to find her way. I think she's going to be in the top three, top three. three okay. I also really like Michelle. Great. Me too. Love her. She, she could be in the top uh, like three. Is that and, then what? Who, and then who do you think they're going to pick to be the bachelorette? Well, I don't know who this reality Steve is, but I'm going to go with Katie. <laughs> Okay, great. All right. Anna, Dr. Banana, who are you going with this week? For my winners, I would, or for my top three, I would say, yeah, I do think it's Rachel. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to say Rachel, Michelle, and Brie. I wish I wasn't conflicted about Rachel. Yeah. I'm not dealing in rumors right now. There's rumors. There's not favorable rumors. And I wish I wasn't conflicted mm. about her. But it makes – I have conflicted feelings about her. Okay. Um, okay. So, so Anna, so you think it's going to be Rachel wins and then – Rachel and then uh, I think – I want to say Abigail's The Bachelorette. And then my- the other – and the two runner-ups? Uh, Michelle and Brie. Okay. Katie, what are your top three? Rachel is definitely up there. I think – Michelle, she's the teacher, right? Yep. And then I still think Brie has a shot for sure. Um, yeah. And then for what about Piper? What about Piper? You think Brie Piper more than Piper? Too. You know, maybe honestly more Piper. It seemed like they that kiss really got me because it just was like really passionate, and we haven't seen him be like that with any other women there. So either Brie or Piper. I think I'm leaning more towards Piper. And then for next Bachelorette, I kind of don't believe the Katie rumor. I would love for it to be like Brie or or Chelsea even. I think would be an amazing bachelor. She seems really fun and we haven't seen a lot of her. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go Rachel and then I'm going to go Michelle. And then number three, I'm going to go Piper. And I do, I'm going to say Abigail. Um, you guys were up to 1.2K ratings on Apple Podcasts, and we really appreciate it. If right now, if you're like, you know what, I've listened to this a long time. I know it's easy to not. Just, it really means just go over and click on us. Hopefully five stars, ideally. Here's two new reviews we got this week. Five stars from Coco Juice, the highlight of my week, every week. I can't remember a time that this podcast wasn't an essential part of my life. I think I discovered it halfway through its first season, and I can't imagine how watching the Bachelor franchise would even work without it. It especially got me through 2020 between dealing with the pandemic, grief at the loss of a family member, and the constant fear of losing my small business. It felt like I could at least meet up with a supportive group of friends every week and have a bright spot to count on. A common sight for my neighbors last summer was seeing me laughing maniacally while 10 
tending my teeny tiny three foot by six foot city garden listening to an episode. Arden is a lovely, funny, and gracious host, and I've loved hearing the friendship she's fostered come together over the years. Thank you to Katie and Anna and all the fun guests for bringing comfort, joy, and hilarity to us all. Oh, Coco Juice, Coco Juice, thank you so much for the beautiful review. How sweet is that? Very nice. Thank you. It feels nice to know, like, this has not been an easy stretch of time for any. I mean, like, it's hard, you know? And, and yeah. I know selfishly getting to hear from you guys, getting to do this and laugh with my friends. Like, I don't know what I, I would do without it each week. It, it is the highlight of my week, and we love hearing from you guys. Katie, how does that make you feel? That makes me feel so good that we help people, you know, get through this and, and yeah. remain happy and give them something to look forward to every week. Um, here's another review we got from Amy Sarshaw. Five stars. Love Arden and her crew. I listen to more Bachelor podcasts than I should admit, but this one is my favorite. Always so funny. I love the variety of guests and their differing points of view. It's light and silly and walks the line between not taking itself too seriously and not being mean-spirited. There's just one thing that haunts me to this day. How did you have the lovely and hilarious pageant on so many times during The Bachelorette and not comment that Jordan C. looks like Shamar Moore with terrible styling and no vanity muscles? Y'all even talked about Shamar once and I waited with bated breath for The Bachelor's own Shamar less to be roasted by pageant. Thanks for bringing me so much joy and introducing me to so many funny people. Uh, we got a couple nice emails this week. This is from Olivia Gregory. The subject line is a true pandemic companion. Hello, Arden, Aaron, Katie, and... Anna, Rob, Mittens, and company. Huge fans since day one here. I was exposed to the fandom way back at the tail end of season one of Paradise in 2014. I watched Solo and in secret, though Chris, through Chris Solo's season, but didn't drink the Kool-Aid until I stumbled upon your podcast trailer one day. I recognized Arden's names from my day as a diehard Chelsea Lately fan, and I was quickly hooked. Your crew has been my constant companion for many years, fueling my secret shame. I always think they're going to find love and ditch the FabFitFun deals. I spent many days freaking out co-workers who didn't understand why I'd erupt into random fits of laughter and often tears at my desk. Pre-pandemic, I had a standing watch party date with my IRL batch crew and would dazzle the group with my behind-the-scenes knowledge thanks to fan favorite Lori. Thank you for doing the Lord's work for years, especially through Listen to Your Heart and those damn goat episodes. Your Grief Island support staffer and unofficial crew member Olivia Gregory. P.S. Katie's tip about listening to podcasts on one and a half times has changed my life. I now barrel through my daily news and serious pods much faster to make my way to you all. Katie, there you go. You help somebody. Nice. I I love listening to podcasts at one and a half speed. It's the best. Yeah. Um, one final email. I'll make it fast. This is an appreciation email from Amber DeMoss. Dear Arden and company, I must start off by saying that the two-star review you read in the last podcast didn't sit well with me at all. I dislike calling attention to myself by writing emails, DMs, or posts, but I have something that needs to be said. I love this podcast so much. We all know 2020 was a shit show, but it was discovered that I have severe degenerative disc disease. I'm 28. My doctors are talking about fusing multiple spots in my back to increase my quality of life. I deal with a lot of pain every day, but when I listen to all the OGs and the new guests, I grin and I laugh so much that it helps me get through the day instead of being in a puddle of tears because of the pain. This podcast has been a godsend for me because the best medicine truly is laughter. Because I work overnights as an essential factory worker and I don't get to watch the Bachelor series, but I do look forward to a new episode of this podcast every Wednesday morning when I get off work. So please just know that you guys are 
are making a difference in someone's life somewhere. And I'm so grateful to have you all in my life. Please keep being you and doing what you do. Much love, Amber. P.S. The pageant effect is another thing I look forward to always hearing from Aaron when they're on together because pageant is effing gorgeous. I probably would faint not only by the presence of pageant, but all of you because you're all smoke shows. Amber, we're sending you a huge hug. I'm sorry that you're in pain. I'm sending you so much love. And thank you so much for reaching out. I I hope that this laughter does help. We are all rooting for you. We're rooting for everybody out there that's struggling. And we appreciate you taking the time. I know it's probably uncomfortable to risk being seen. So thank you for emailing us. All right. As we close this out, will you guys help us pick a tweet of the week? Yes. Of course. Here's the name of the game. If you guys want to participate, you just need to uh, tweet at myself, Arda Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N, or Anna Hosnie, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, by midnight Pacific time, Monday nights, and then do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. I will read about seven. We're going to narrow it down to two, and then we'll pick the final winner. This is from Jenny Hunt at Genesuela. MJ is nailing this audition for bitchy 90s business lady. (laughs) Very accurate. Uh, Business raccoon (laughs) at ABC Madsen says, nothing says home wrecker like rolling up in a minivan. (laughs) Oh, in a wedding dress, no less. It was a very odd car. It felt like every other car had been rented out. That's what I thought. I was like, where are they? North Carolina or something? Uh, Pennsylvania. Whatever. Um, so then we have Jenny Hunt. <laughs> oh, so dismissive of Pennsylvania, Lord. <laughs> Whatever. All the same. Jenny Hunt at Venezuela. At least we know Katie brought her own stress relief for this kind of thing. <laughs> Boing <laughs> cactus. Ouch. A little cactus cooler. this is i'm better than ben shapiro at andrea underscore shapiro i could have never predicted how much i'd be cheering for katie this season it's like that old saying don't judge a dildo by its box (laughs) those usually go in boxes i always say dildo boxes don't show what's really going on with the dildo itself what if what if dildos were like penises where they grew depending on what you did do it. Ew. <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> that was out loud, Scott. Okay, here we go. Uh, I think is... I just got a million dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, an idea I'll lose a million dollars on. <laughs> this is from Jenny Hunt at Venezuela. This giant personal carnival is great and everything, but it's no cardboard taxi in a parking lot. Oh. Yes. That Boy, was... I don't know if you saw that, Kate, but yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, like Tasha like she got screwed on those dates like they definitely are getting much more done in pennsylvania than they were able to do in palm springs um let's see this is uh brit paulson at beer it when matt came out in a bowling shirt my first thought was that the date would be charlie sheen themed (laughs) (laughs) man um, this, <laughs> this is from Mother of Pearl at Burlesque Baker. Hearing Matt compare a vibrator to a cactus made my vagina seal shut. Yeah. First of all, a cactus makes no sense as a unit of measurement. Second of all, what the fuck? <laughs> He's about, uh, you know, 13 cactuses tall. Uh, okay, I think that adds up to something. Uh, all right, and that is it. What do we like as our final two? I kind of like Charlie Sheem and... And uh, cactus. I like the uh, stress reliever. 
Okay, you like or have a uh, va- vagina seal shut or okay, so stress reliever. Seems like you're trying to pivot me into the direction of the one you liked. <laughs> no, no, stress reliever's up there, so we need a second one. <laughs> What's the second one that we liked? Um, the <laughs> I already forgot everything. <laughs> we like Charlie Sheen. We like vagina seal shut. We like uh, we like uh, home the record minivan. minivan. Okay, we'll do minivan and stress reliever. Yeah. Okay, great. This is from Business Raccoon at ABC Madsen. Nothing says homewrecker like rolling up in a minivan. Or <laughs> Jenny Hunt at Venezuela. At least we know Katie brought her own stress relief for this kind of thing. Stress relief or minivan? Kate Micucci. Um, You know, I'm going to go for a minivan. That made me chuckle in the beginning of that list. <laughs> I love that. All right, Miss Lauren Lapkus. I'm going for stress relief, baby. <laughs> Have do what? Have do who? We where now, baby? Have do what? <laughs> Scott, Scott, what are you feeling? Stress relief or minivan? Well, I feel like Venezuela really, uh, you know, she submitted two, which could have split the vote for her. <laughs> But she overcame that and wound up in the final two, mainly due to one champion of her work. Uh, So I would say that's the one I'm going to pick. Stress relief. Okay, great. Uh, Dr. Banana, stress relief for minivan. I'm going to go minivan because it was so funny to watch her just drive around in that thing. All right, Katie, I'm going to abstain from this and I'm going to let you be the deciding factor. Stress relief or minivan. I like the minivan one. I, it was oh. just so weird. Why Why was she there in a minivan? Okay, sorry, Venezuela. You got so close, but we're going to have to give it to Business Raccoon at ABC Madsen. Nothing says homewrecker like rolling up in a minivan. My goodness. Thank you so much. Kate Micucci, what would you like to promote and where can people find you? Oh, um, well, you can watch DuckTales uh, on Disney. And also you can just see my Instagram, Kate Micucci. That's it. I love that. Miss Lauren Lapkus, where can people find you? What would you like to promote? Um, listen to my podcast, Freedom, which I do with Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins. We talk about stories from our lives and make fun of each other and play games. It's always a great time. And PFT and I kiss. Is the game Scott trying to kiss Paul Thompson? Yeah, he tries to kiss him and they run around Scott's pool until one of them falls in. And then I have to dry their toes. That sounds like a great game. So fun. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren Lapkus. And I do live shows, uh, live stream shows for $5 online every month with Paul F. Tompkins, and I also do one with my group Wild Horses, which is Stephanie Allen, Mary Holland, Aaron Whitehead, and me. And we have a special guest, and we talk to them, and it's really fun. So get a ticket and come see us. Have do what? Instagram. Have do what? T-shirts are now available in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Scott Ackerman, what would you like to promote? Well, you know, this is the week uh, that uh, it's the perfect week to watch a special that I made for Netflix a few years back, uh, The Lonely Island. And I made a special called Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day yes. for Netflix. And uh, it has Andy Samberg and Maya Rudolph and Randall Park and Eric Andre and a bunch of really funny people. And uh, I'm really proud of it. And every Valentine's Day, uh, I, I hope people watch it. So watch that on Netflix. That sounds fun. Dr. Banana, where can people find you? What would you like to promote? 
I'm just at Anna Hosnay on Twitter. Keep sending your tweets of the weeks in. And we're about to start watching Bachelor in Paradise Australia on our Patreon if you guys want to oh, become patrons, which is so f- – I really need that. They do it in Fiji. So, like, the location is Whoa. so beautiful. Whoa. Yeah. It's really – and we didn't get to have a Bachelor in Paradise this year here. Like, I'm really jonesing for some Bachelor in Paradise. If you guys have been listening, Abby, the villain from uh, one of the seasons on The Bachelor Australian, she's going to be there. So I think it'll be fun my book little miss little compton guys don't fight it you know you love to read or listen to audiobooks <laughs> it's available worldwide i'm also on instagram and twitter at art marine m-y-r-i-n kate miss katie levine what would you like to promote I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And right now it's hard for people out there. A lot of people need food. So if you live in L.A., there are these L.A. community fridges that are out in different areas of the city. And you can leave some food there for people in need. You can find it on Instagram at at L.A. community fridges. That's lovely. Um, Well, uh, stay safe. Be nice to one another. Wear a mask. Hang in there, everybody. We will be back next week with some more madness. Have a good week. Bye. Me, me, me. Oh yeah, gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for the girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.